0: Hello, you are listening to Unleash Your Potential with Jane Timur This is episode number 26. Welcome to Unleash Your Potential, where we delve into the world of mindset and how shifting it can help you unleash your full potential. In each episode, your host, certified master mindset coach, Jane, will guide you on a journey towards self-discovery, growth, and empowerment to help you unlock your innate abilities, overcome limiting beliefs, and achieve your ultimate goals. So sit back, relax, and get ready to unleash your full potential on this exciting journey of self-discovery. Hello, hello, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about how to coach yourself. If you are listening to this podcast, then I am going to assume that you are really into self-development and self-growth. So if that's the case, you probably have read a lot of books and probably have tried coaching yourself. And it's really important that we try to coach ourselves because it really helps us grow and strengthen ourselves because life just happens. and certain things happen that really test our resilience and we want to be able to overcome our fears and overcome our previous patterns and really live a happy healthy life it also can help you change your habits so that you can have more choice because at the end of the day people choose the best option that they have available at the time so if you feel like you're making poor choices or poor decisions. It might be because you don't have a lot of, peripherally, you feel like you don't have a lot of options. So it can really help you expand the options and possibilities that are available to you right now. So how to coach yourself. If you read a lot of books and listen to other people. Everyone has their own patterns and processes and there is a concept called modeling. So it's not obviously fashion modeling like people wearing clothes and walking around in front of you. But it's kind of the same concept because people have developed a way to operate in their brain and that works for them. So they write books about it on, okay, this is what I did to help myself, improve myself. And sometimes when you follow these processes that have worked for other people, it might work for you if you have similar patterns and similar way of adopting, but it might not work for you if you don't have the same mindset, the same way of adopting things. So that's why there are plenty of self-help books and plenty of different ways of doing which can be overwhelming if you're trying to follow everything because some can contradict one another but authors both people are saying that they both work so you're confused. So I wanted to break it down in a way that you can coach yourself and find your own process on the way and this individualized coaching is much more effective than just following someone else's patterns because it was designed for somebody else, right? So there are going to be ways that might not work for you or you might not adopt it. It's like wearing a clothing that was fitted for somebody else. You're not all going to have the exact same body. So maybe it will bulge in the different areas that you don't want it to be bulging so you want it fit it fit that fits like a glove to your body so it's exactly the same for your mindset is that you want to make coach yourself based on what you have in your brain or in your mind in your body in your system right now or just in general because a system that was developed for somebody else is not going to fit you and might not work effectively. So the best way to make it more effective is to make it suitable, designed just for you. So you probably won't be surprised when I say this, is that self-coaching isn't like one fix all miracle or it can happen super quickly. It can, but also it can take time. There's no such thing as a miracle One pill that fixes everything. Even though coaching can help you fix one area of your life or one specific thing, you still have to work on all the other things. And when you make a shift in one area, everything else jumbles again. So you have to kind of fix all of that. Not necessarily fix, but we're all like onion layers and we never really run out of things that we want to work on if you choose to. So just remember that. So If you want to coach yourself, number one thing I recommend for you to do is know yourself really well. And in order to do that, you need to notice what you do without any judgment. And that's the hard part is not to judge. So as a coach, what I would do is I would listen in what my client is saying. I would be looking at where they're looking at. I would notice everything, the pitch, tone of their voice, and the eye movement and the facial expressions. I would notice everything, but I don't judge anything. And that's the best way to understand what's going on or notice what's going on. Because as soon as you start judging, then you start getting into your head and you're not getting in any more information anymore. So when you're trying to understand yourself or notice the patterns that you're doing. As soon as you start judging, you're no longer focused on the pattern that you're meant to be noticing. You're now having a conversation in your head and berating yourself and judging yourself and guilt-tripping yourself and no longer attending to what's happening for you or with you. And this noticing can happen in so many different levels. Like I said, a physical level. So if I'm coaching myself, I would notice what's happening in my body, what I'm feeling in my body. It also can be noticed in your emotional body. So whether I'm feeling any emotions at all and where it is, and it can be in my mind or mental or intellectual space. What self-conversations I'm having, how am I processing And it could be at that spiritual level if you're a spiritual person. So you want to tune into all of those different areas simultaneously, right? And that's the hard part is that notice everything without any judgment in all those aspects. And that's why it's important to not be judging. Because as soon as you judge, you're not going to have the space to Notice all those different elements that's happening in your body. So for example, let's say I'm coaching myself on a topic. I would think about what thoughts I'm having and simultaneously, does that bring up any emotions? Does it give me any icky feelings in my body? Does it cause any pain or constrictions anywhere in my body? And tune in and locate the problem. One traditional way of doing it is meditating. So I remember I did a 10-day Vipassana, 10-day silence meditation class. And what we've been doing is for 10 days, from 4.30 in the morning until I think 5.30 in the evening, we've been noticing just what's been happening in our body. Nothing else. No exercise. No talking. No destruction whatsoever and just meditating and i remember at the end of the 10-day meditation i was speaking to someone and he shared a story that was well negative like kind of a horror story and i just noticed my body shedding like this weird feeling going through my entire body when you hear a terrible story you get goosebumps but you just feel it on the skin but because I was meditating for 10 days on my body and I was super sensitive to everything, I could feel it on the inside throughout my entire body. So I'm not saying you need to go to 10 day meditation to be able to feel your body. But what I am saying is that the more you notice these, the more practice you have, you will notice how your body reacts and how your emotion reacts. And the more you notice it will be easier for you to locate and feel into what it's causing your body. So I usually meditate at the end of the evening. And then sometimes I sit down to meditate and realize I've been holding my tightness in my chest. Well, that wasn't there last night. So I wonder what caused it. I would go through the day and I remember, oh, that happened. And I actually forgot to release it from my body. And then that helps me move on right so that gives me an opportunity to work through that emotional or just physical processing that I needed to do and didn't have time to do during the day to move on so if we haven't had this practice we would have been holding on to things like this for years so you want to release as much as possible so you want to just notice what's happening in the beginning and without any judgment and When I talk about meditating and noticing your body, people assume that the traditional way of meditating, which is they imagine people sitting on a mountaintop and just sitting quietly and no movement and no thought. But meditation is not just that. To me, meditating is just listening in however you can do it. I can meditate very well when I'm swimming because I literally don't have any sound coming in from the outside because most of my body is on in the water and I have a lot of focus because I have to focus on my breathing, which gives me a lot of calmness. So that could be one. My partner uses gym and running as a meditation because that's his way of going through his thoughts and just spending time with himself. So. Just do whatever you can do or what you prefer or what works best for you to help you listen to yourself on the inside, not just thoughts, but your emotions and your body and your physical ailments. Another way to get to know yourself is journaling. And the important thing here is again to journal, just start writing without any judgment, no editing, no trying to make it sound correct or right spelling or making sure the sentence structure is correct. Just start writing, 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 and then you can read it afterwards without any judgment. You don't have to edit it. You don't have to comment on the spelling or the grammar or anything like that, but just notice what are the themes that are coming up and that can help you identify your patterns. And once you are used to knowing your patterns and knowing how your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual space is, then you also want to look at how all of this is working out for you. So for example, one pattern that kept coming up for me was that I had so much to do, but not enough time, right? And it's just a pattern that would show up in my dream. I would have nightmares. The first thing that I think about when I wake up is that all the things that I have to do and haven't done. And I've just noticed that it does serve me in certain sense because I do get a lot done, but at the same time, it causes me a lot of mental and emotional anxiety. So when you notice these things, okay, how can it be changed or improved that serves me in a better way? So the positive intention of having this is to get a lot of things done, but can I do a different pattern that Helps me do more, but at the same time, without giving me any anxiety. So, everyone is individual and everyone's got different patterns. So, you're the only one who would be able to come up with the right answer. So, just ponder on how you could do it differently and you will find the answer. And then you want to take actions and you want to take a small action just to kind of consolidate the change. So, For me, it was instead of thinking about what the things that I have to do, I would write them down and then I would choose. So I know that the things I have to do are written down somewhere. But I've also noticed that because I'm always thinking about I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. My brain is really tired from repeating itself. And probably it's more likely to actually forget things because my brain is so cluttered. So the action that I took there was writing down everything that I need to do so that I know I'm not going to forget and I'm not going to repeat it over and over again. And that was one action that I did. And also the other area that I'm kind of exploring in is what is the positive intention of even thinking that, right? Yeah. And then once you have taken an action, just reassess whether it's kind of helping you, making you... Shift in a certain direction. So, writing down things have helped, but it hasn't fully helped with my anxiety. So, I'm still working through that. So, you want to kind of go over this process over and over again. And for me, it's a lifelong journey. I don't think it ever ends. I don't think I'll ever run out of ways to feel better. But when you do make a shift and when you do feel better, it's so rewarding and just yeah, it's one of the life joys I have. So I hope you get to do that. I hope you get to experience it. And I hope this helped in any way. And if anything I talked about today didn't make any sense or if you needed more information, please contact me and I'm happy to give you more information and explain more. All right. That is all for today. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Unleash Your Potential. I hope you found today's episode helpful in your journey to reaching your potential. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss an episode. If you want to get in touch, you can always find me on Instagram at Unleash Your Potential IG or by email at unleashyourpotentialpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with no space. Remember, keep prioritizing your growth and your potential. Until next time, bye!